Hey, we're Desert Culture, and we are now in session at Jackrabbit Sound Shack. So, first off, uh, welcome in, guys. We really appreciate y'all coming out here, uh, playing for us, getting this stuff out there. We'd like you all to introduce yourselves, if you don't mind. That way our listeners can kind of get a feel of who you are and uh, what you all what y'all bring. So that's Daniel. No, I'm just kidding. Do it yourself. <laughs> I'm Daniel. I Hi, play Daniel. bass and sing. Grant, play guitar. Brett, I also play guitar. I'm Taylor, I play drums. Okay, well, you guys bring in the sound that y'all kind of had coming in here. We'd, we'd like to see if we can get to know who you all are as people um, a little bit more. You know, that way we can kind of break down the walls between the uh, 
the stage and the audience or the studio and the audience. And that way they, you know, kind of get to know a little bit more about who you guys are. So I hear, Daniel, you're a teacher. I'm a teacher. I have my high school teacher. You are? Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you teach? I teach math. So algebra two, pre-cal and geometry. How long have you been doing that? Because you look like a pretty young guy. My fourth year teaching, I'm a young 30. Okay. If I, if I shave, I can go to any high school in the country <laughs> and blend in. As opposed, to, student. as opposed to the full beard you have right now? Yeah, I, I can't grow a beard. Okay. It's not possible for me. The genes don't allow it. Just not in the cards. Okay. You have a nice beard. I'm pretty I, jealous of you. I, well, I appreciate that. I, I put care and love into it. Beard. Do you use beard wax or anything? Uh, beard oil. Okay. I'll put a little bit of mustache wax in periodically. Beard envy. <laughs> I've been trying canola. It's not working. <laughs> yeah. Well, it smells delicious. Yeah. I think okay. we might be the least facial haired band for over 30 across the board. Yeah. In Definitely. Austin, I think. Definitely yeah, in Austin. Probably. Yeah. So, Grant, I, um, I am a father of two uh, girls and a husband to a beautiful wife. Um, I do instructional design uh, for a big tech company here in town. Uh, it's kind of a new role for me, but I've been with the company for about 10 years now. Um, so designing, uh, training curriculum and stuff like that for managers. So, uh, yeah, pretty boring gig, but, uh, <laughs> I'm into it. What company do you work for? <clears throat> it's a big, a big tech company here in town. Is it named after? Never heard of it. <laughs> named after a fruit of some sort? <laughs> you don't have to say any names. It's okay. I also have a wife. <laughs> I'm just saying, he said it, so now if I don't say I have a wife. Okay, so She's Daniel's married as well. Well, yeah. she might. You never know. No, she won't. Okay, well, she won't. Uh, how old are your daughter? Your daughters? My daughters, um, one just turned 12 okay. uh, last weekend, and one is turning 7 next weekend. Mm. Yeah. So you're a little bit older? You're, are you older than 30? I'm I'm a little bit. I, I'm also a young 30. I think I've got a year on most of these guys, maybe a year and a half. But uh, we started our family very early, um, married my high school sweetheart. Wonderful. Um, so, yeah, Aww. we got started early. How long have you all been married? Uh, we have been married... <laughs> Oh man, I gave her I gave her a shout out. Now you're putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> this can be edited. No, it's been 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. Coming on 13. Perfect. That's yes. awesome. Congratulations. Did you guys Did you guys go to a high school together or anything? Uh, I went to high school with my wife. These guys, uh, I think, went to college together. Yeah, went to college I went together. to college with Brett and our roommate Danny. Shout out. Went to high school with Grant. So that's how we met Grant yeah. through our friend Danny. Danny and I played t-ball together. Grew up together. Uh, then he went off to Texas, Texas State with these guys. Okay, so down in San Marcos. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they moved here. They were roommates. Then I moved here, started hanging out with Danny again, hooked up with these guys. Uh, I have no idea how I met Taylor. Yeah, I'm the He just kind of showed up one day into the practice. practice yeah. 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 Like, hey, I got my drums, guys. Just figured, you know, I'd kind of give a run through with all this. Okay. Well, yeah, actually, I had Daniel's drums, and he had my guitars. So. Yeah. We, oh, yeah. You guys do kind of like a musical chairs with instruments, from my my understanding. Yeah. Uh, I I'm really a drummer. I don't know why I'm playing bass and singing. And then <laughs> I saw okay. I had a drum kit that Taylor would use, and when I played guitar, I would use his amp. Because Taylor's a guitar player. Because Taylor's a guitar player who plays drums. Guitar players. High fives all around. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys, you, you have played guitar and you've played drums in this group? Uh, no, not in this one. Have you thought you about guitar in this switching? Group? I, I played guitar on the recording for this record uh, when we had another bass player who, um, he was just too busy with his life. He just got engaged and he was doing good on his own, but he was too busy, so we had to let him go. Do you guys write songs on your own? You said you play guitar. 
Uh, Taylor, do you write your own songs? I think we all probably do that to some extent. I think all of us have been playing music for uh, since high school. But Daniel's sort of the one bringing the songs into this group. Correct. Mm-hmm. Have you guys thought about blending your songs as a group? It's probably going to get there the next the next batch of stuff. But I will usually start with like the main idea. And the first record we did, I, I wrote and played most of it. But then I wasn't as good as these guys can do it. So now usually I'll bring like as a basic idea, and then I'll give them their space and to take it further and do better than I could do. Daniel is quite the visionary. He, he's got like a five-year plan in his mind. He probably all, already has all of those songs written and can hear them in his head. Uh, so he'll come with us and we'll, we'll kind of work up parts for it. Uh, whereas I feel like it would probably more the way that we approach songwriting is like, oh, we're doodling with something at home and this sounds pretty cool. I'll put this away forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys brought some of that into the studio today, right? When y'all were kind of like warming up and we were getting set up. Yeah, that was all? the first time I'd ever yeah. heard that song that you've been working on. It sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. usually the way it works is like i'll write half of something and i can't figure out where to go and then i'll take it to daniel and he'll finish it for me is how my stuff that gets completed gets completed or i'll write a guitar part and like playing it but you can hear like the flubs and then i give it to them and they can play it a lot better than i can heard i know how that goes so the first song that we played elva uh do you guys want to talk about that a little bit daniel you i mean i assume you wrote all these songs since we're kind of talking about that all the songs you brought in today uh, yeah, Elva, in most of the songs of this record, um, are kind of like, uh, we had, the first thing we did was a lot of ideas, and I tried to, like, narrow it down to one certain sound that most of this record has, mm-hmm. and, um, kind of a, a more, more dark tone, like, just, I don't know, more dark, and so Elva is my, my dad's mom, and so there's a story okay. from my dad that I kind of took, and I stole, and I kind of stretched it into... A narrative that is the song okay sweet um it's a pretty cool story yeah uh well in the song i talk about my uncle john who's my dad's older brother who mm. he um he passed away when my dad was 16 so he was the oldest of the family and um he, when he died uh my grandmother they were living in san antonio when he passed away and it, my grandmother kind of got depressed over her first born son dying and yeah, so my yeah. par- my family moved to mexico where my dad met my mom and they eventually got married and so i'm from that so it's oh. a weird thing like if if my uncle john had never passed away i don't know if my you, dad would ever my mom you might not be here yeah, yeah that is pretty interesting so like oh yeah plus it made a pretty good song yeah i mean so, yeah. you know yeah and then some of the stuff i mean just i'll take a, a story and then like yeah stretch it and were you born in mexico no i was born in houston but my parents they they were both born in the States and they moved to Mexico and they got married in Mexico, but then they moved back to the States because it's better. Okay. Um, I'd like to talk to you guys about your influences probably in the next segment. So after we hear the next song, but um, Vance actually pointed out that you guys have kind of a, like you were saying dark, it's like, it's almost like a, got a Quentin Tarantino vibe to it. Like it's a dark surfer, surfer music yeah. type. Yeah. Surfer rock. Um, Again, I don't want to get too deep into influences, but is that something that you guys just all kind of mesh with well? Is that just what you all hear? Does that come from your influences, or does it just you just like the way it sounds, and so that's how you play? I think it's more I like the way it sounds. Okay. Uh, when I started as a drummer, when I started to write songs on guitar, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't as good. Or I, I don't have like a great grasp of all the chords I could possibly use, so mm-hmm. I just started writing more, I guess, surfer-type songs and and. Cause they, I don't know, they just seemed easier for me to write. 
Okay. Um, I've never been surfing before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would actually influence the music, but I mean, again, I've never been surfing either, so I don't know. Yeah, I think when I started coming around y'all's place, it was when Silver Age was being mixed, uh, and I picked up on the surfy vibes, and, and, and surf guitar is a huge influence for me growing up, so I think that's what drew me to uh, want to hook up with you guys. Uh, but yeah, I think you, you kind of nailed it. Like, I feel like we're just waiting for Robert Rodriguez to be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> we'd like to use that track. So I would love that. Robert, if you're listening. He just wrapped up a movie in town, actually, one I'm pretty stoked to see. We don't have to get into it. Is it about movie. surfing? It is not about surfing, no. <laughs> Machete um, 3, on the waves. <laughs> Point break so you four. guys have three albums out? We have, we have, this will be our second one that oh, comes out second. at the end of April. Yeah, or, do you have an actual release date? Okay. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. I think we've been working with our uh, PR people to get that nailed down, but trying to, yeah, who, uh, late who, April. Who are your PR guys? Noisy Ghost. Noisy Ghost? Yeah. Okay. Wait, Shout out, Michelle. They're based out of uh, Austin here, or? Austin and Savannah. Georgia? Georgia. Okay. I'm yeah. terrible with geography. Daniel can name all the state capitals. Do you want to? <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> you can ask me to say I'll tell you the capital. Uh, no. West Virginia. Charleston. He's right. Uh, yep. Man. He's right. We'll Checks stop out. that one before it gets going. <laughs> okay. Well, do you guys want to uh, run us into the next song, Matagorda? This is Matagorda in session at Jackrabbit Sound Shack. That, that was close super enough? NPR. Yes. Like a, I don't know if you could have gotten any more boring. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Matagorda a bay in Galveston? Somewhere? Yeah. So this is definitely, I think, uh, of its new stuff, the most surf-forward song. Uh, and, and a lot of the names from this uh, record are kind of Texas landmarks or places. Um, and unlike Daniel, I did grow up surfing uh, on the Gulf Coast. And uh, so, so when they were, we were looking for a good Texas landmark that fit the name of that song, Matagorda was one of the places that we used to uh, get away on weekends, too. So 
Yeah. And it's, I did a record here for a guy named Jimmy, the Jimmy Watts band, and he's got a song called Matagorda Bay. Oh, I, yeah. I'd never heard of Matagorda Bay. Yeah. Yep. It's actually kind of a, isn't this sort of part two of like a two part thing? Because there's, uh, what's the other? On the record, there's a song called Desert Theme. Desert Theme. And this theme. is sort of, yeah. and those are two songs that are like, you mentioned um, a, a very small Tarantino reference. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you could hear Tarantino, then great. I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Um, but uh, with the surf song, knowing, or for Matagorda, I wanted to write, and like, uh, we're not trying to hide. Like, this is like very much what I think of a surf song. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, just the, you know, you said you've got a song called Desert Theme, right? Well, I listened to the record you sent, and a lot of the record itself tends to feel like it has that theme, even though there is very much a surfer sound to it. I don't know, I guess it's, it's might be the tremolo guitar or something that's kind of woven in there that really gives it kind of that desert feel to it as well. Uh, I kind of wanted to think about, um, I'd never wanted to sound like a band from California, even though like surf rock is mainly from California. Yeah. Um, and then I like Fender twang so that, that makes me think of like country music mm-hmm. and if you could geographically which i know you said you're not gonna but if I'm you could at. geographically like f- find the middle ground between california and maybe like where country music is so like tennessee right I feel hopefully like that would be texas if you could turn the opening credits to true detective season one into an album this would kind of I'd be that. that yeah okay why not true detective yeah. season two what? It's terrible. I thought the opening song was good. Yeah. So the whole just, desert uh, theme, yeah. I, I hear a lot of desert references, desert theme, desert culture is your name. Um, when you're thinking of the desert, are we talking like South Texas? Are we talking like Arizona? I used to live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's very desert. I would say specifically West Texas, West only Texas. because we're all from Texas. So um, <clears throat> as much as I like New Mexico, I'd want to, I want to be known as a Texas band. So why, you said you were born in Houston or Dallas? Houston. Houston. So why are you thinking West Texas? What brings your mind out that way, especially since you were born in East Texas? I, I think it's a, it's a very, um, like the way Tarantino, a lot of his movies are very uh, over the top. Yeah. And like desert, the desert is very much like, it just, it is what it is and it's, I don't know. It's very picturesque. Like everyone can imagine mm-hmm. a desert and like cactuses and and just it's very uh, strong of an image. Yeah, and then I was telling Vance before you guys showed up because the artwork that's attached to the record you guys sent. Um, I was telling him artwork for me, especially if I see it before I hear the music, really colorizes the music as I hear it, especially if it's done well and it seems to fit. And the, Who did uh, the art, Justin Taylor. He's a tattoo artist in San Marcos who does really good work. Wow. Very cool. Yeah, it was good stuff. I mean, it really fit what was going on. So was there some kind of an art direction, or did you just give him the music and say, hey, have at it? I uh, I showed him a picture of, of what I wanted, and then he took it you know, to that next level because okay. he's a, a professional tattoo artist. Right. But I, I definitely liked um, uh, Sugar Skulls and a lot of like Mexican artwork and mm-hmm. Loteria artwork, um, mm-hmm. some of the cards, so like the sun and the moon and, and that uh, Hispanic type of art but also um he does really good traditional american tattoos so to combine those together yeah plus it has really a very geometric feel to it which makes it feel almost like it was stenciled so it, it gave me a feeling of being spray painted on the side of a building or something like that just artsy it, it yeah. worked really well it was good we actually took a photo in front of a spanish or a hispanic mural yeah was it the one downtown first. of the two skulls kissing or was no, 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 no it's, it's the one on the, the photo you posted the 
old photo of us. Uh, oh, right. Friend, it's right. on South Amar, but I, I really like that type of artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems to just be very uh, strong image, Yeah, that, that style. It does work out very colorful, very bold, so it works mm-hmm. out really well. So how long have you guys been playing together as a band, as this band? In, About, of these four people? Yeah, well, Cause sure. Well, 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 I mean, let's kind of go, let's go into it. I mean, if, if there was a different lineup before, what happened? About two years. Okay. Yeah. We had a we had a fifth member, and yeah, he was the one who, when I was playing, we had, we used to have three guitars, and then I took over on bass, um, because he, he was just too busy. Yeah. And, um, so it helped out, and so now we're just us four, and maybe it's when we had three guitars, it may have gotten too muddy. Mm-hmm. So now that we have two guitars, there's a little more room for everyone to breathe and not step on each other uh, yeah. each other's toes. Mm-hmm. I was about to ask how three guitars work. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Um, was it like two rhythm and then a lead or was yeah. it everybody taking turns? Yeah. Two rhythm and a lead. Okay. When really the, the recording, the record has three guitars on it, uh, throughout. Um, so it's kind of Daniel played rhythm on those, uh, and then Brett and I kind of switched off on rhythm and lead depending on the song. So see mm-hmm. something like that. I feel like could work a little bit better, at least on a record. Cause you can, yeah. you can pan the rhythm guitars, then you center the lead. And so that way you just get a nice thick rhythm and then the leads down the middle. But like when you're playing live, you've only got so much space to work with and it, I think, like you said, yeah. it probably would just end up being a little more muddy than than anything else. So. I want to say the first time that we played as a four piece, there was maybe Salt and Sea or something. I like for the first time, like really heard what you're doing on guitar, and I was like, oh man, that's awesome! Like this is the first time I feel like I'm hearing this song in some ways. Yeah. So, so yeah. what are what are your influences? Like who who inspires you guys? I'm sure you all have your individual influences. I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. A lot of my influences are bands I really like that might sound like us i can't listen to because i'm afraid i'm gonna rip them off and so um yeah a lot of my musical influences don't sound anything like we sound but me without you is one of them who's that me without you okay same me without you they're awesome they're from philadelphia yeah yeah isn't that like a a book that was recently turned into a movie or I think that was me before you. It was a romance. Yeah, me before you. Like yeah. Uh, I think there is actually a, a movie called Me Without You from like the early 2000s. And every okay. time, I don't know, I whenever I first heard the name Me Without You, I thought uh, it was this like emo band or something. Like, and I was like, that's, that's lame. That's weak or something. Mm-hmm. And then I actually listened to it and I was like, whoa, this is super good. And I haven't heard it. I might have to check it out. Yeah. But it was like the Devil Wears Prada kind of thing. I'm a metal fan, but I wasn't a fan of what they did. You yeah. know what I mean? But everyone mm-hmm. seemed, all the kids seemed to like them. So, yeah. regardless. I thought I heard a little black keys somewhere in there. I don't know. No, <laughs> I've listened to them, okay. um, but yeah, I'm I'm very afraid. Of, it was a buried in there. Somewhere. I'm very afraid of like uh, the, the black keys and uh, Nick Waterhouse, all laws. They're bands I really respect and I like what they're doing. But I know if I listen too much to them, I will. I don't want to. It'll start to shape what yeah, you do. And yeah, and so I don't want to uh, rip off anyone subconsciously. Gotcha. I want to rip them off consciously. <laughs> um brett grant what about you guys y'all have share any of the same influences playing guitar or i think like i say i i've, I've always really loved surf music um and especially that trippy spring guitar mm-hmm. um so i think of people uh, and then also kind of texas kind of twang so you know, i think of uh, people like link ray and the and then the ventures uh just classic uh but also i mean from from the first time i heard it i think um as far as guitar tone goes, I think of uh, uh, like a drive like Jehu and Hot Snakes of Rick Froberg and uh, and the Swami. Um, just that guitar tone. Um, I, I 
I, I think I typically have a little bit uh, of, a, of a darker tone um, and, and it's heavily influenced by my, by those sounds of, uh, like I say, Hot Snakes, Drive Like Jehu, uh, even Obits, uh, Froberg's guitar and that stuff is really great. And how long have you been playing? Um, I played in high school. I, I started in early high school, was in some high school bands and stuff. Uh, like we were talking about earlier, uh, I went to school for audio engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I started working uh, in other studios and things like that. So I, I started playing less and recording other bands more. Uh, and then really it wasn't until, uh, I was always kind of noodling at home, but it wasn't until I moved uh, to Austin, I guess about four years ago from Houston where I grew up. Um, and hooked up with these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that was a, a, a big uh, reason why I really got back into actually playing and getting giving some old guitars out and stuff like that. Uh, so so these guys heavily influenced uh, me getting back into actually playing. Nice. I don't know how much of my influences come in like through what we're playing, just because Daniel writes most of the stuff. I guess we put a little bit of like our own touches on it, but um, uh. I'd say most of my influences don't really sound anything necessarily like what we're doing, but I listen to a lot of like explosions in the sky and this will okay. destroy you kind of post rocky stuff. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of delay on my guitar. Usually um, not a ton when we're playing in this band though. Um, Me without you is a good one. But I feel like influences regardless. I mean, even if you, your playing style within a specific band sounds like your influences or not, I think a lot of them really color the way you're going to hear your yeah. guitar tones. You know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. Like what you like, what you don't. And, and yeah. a lot of that really comes to the table even unconsciously. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that like kind of shimmering guitar tone of like uh, an explosions in the sky, this will destroy you kind of stuff right. is, uh, that probably comes through a little bit. Um, uh, I've been listening to more like, Leon Bridges and like mm. Sam Cooke mm. recently. Um, kind of trying to like pay attention to how people are like how they're putting their songs together. Right. Um, just because he's already made the statement that he doesn't want to write any more of the guitar riffs for the next album. So it might be a little bit more on yep. me and Grant to write our own guitar riffs. Mm-hmm. Do you so. think that's going to lead you guys toward a different sound than what you have currently? Potentially. Hopefully within the same wheelhouse, the same universe. Yeah. Right. Okay, right on. Tyler, what about uh, you drumming for the band? What? Uh, Taylor. Taylor? <laughs> Got it. My apologies. <clears throat> Taylor. It happens all the time. I get uh, Brad and Brent and yeah. Brad. I've gotten Brad. I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm struggling to, like, remember everybody's names, but I'm yeah. sure. doing my best. Yeah, part of the job. I was a substitute teacher for eight years, and so, like, space for names is just <laughs> gone. I mean, yeah. thousands of kids, <laughs> regardless. Taylor, I apologize. I even right. wrote Tyler on the paper. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> it happens. I got two first names, too, so they tend to. Wait, what are they? Well, Taylor and then the last name's Thomas, so I can't Tom. interchange. Yeah, they just they decided to leave the Jonathan Thomas. out of it? You're a Tom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I that, sabotage him because I wrote Tyler on the paper. Yeah. Sorry, David. That's okay. okay. It's all right. It happens all the time. Uh, influences, I, I'm all over the place. I listen to a ton of different music, and that's what makes it easy to play in this band. There's a lot of different people bringing a lot of different things to the table. Um, you probably don't hear a lot of what I enjoy too much in the band because the styles don't really mesh. I mean... Uh, I definitely exists still in the like late nineties, mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, pavement earlier, dinosaur junior, that's whole mix. I grew up on all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sonic youth, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, but I'm a huge metal fan as well from uh-huh. the side of like between the Barry to me, uh, Dillinger, gotcha. that, that side of stuff, uh, which you obviously don't hear much in surf rock. Um, <laughs> right. But then, you know, Austin, Star Wars, like spoon, um, American analog set, older 
stuff back then. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's funny because the last band we had in Lug, they were a metal band, and we were talking with the drummer about his influences, and he's, you know, super fast and really good at what he does, but he's a big fan of, like, I mean, he, he was talking to us about going to a Dave Matthews concert and making sure he could sit <laughs> where he could see the drummer. I mean, that's a badass drummer to want yeah, to watch. Yeah, you know great but it's just that the styles a, are different, yeah. you know what I mean? Which is, yeah, I don't know, surprising. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Are you older than them? No, actually. I think, I think I'm, I'm the oldest, actually. I think I'm are younger. You? Well, 28. Okay. When you said, be 29 in two weeks. When you said uh-huh. 90s music, that's I'm 41. Yeah. And so, like, that's I'm 29. I just, I, oh, I stuck with that. Uh, like, earlier, that's good Wilco music, though. And, I mean, yeah. That whole, Back when they were still doing things to tape and it sounded good. Era, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it, uh, like, that, that spot between grunge and, like, the emo indie rock, American football style 2001. Music is where I like really. Well, they used to like write, I don't know, anthems and they used to write songs that had stories and they would have were mixed well and recorded well. And then, like, now it's just let's make everything super exciting, but that excitement just wears off. And once that's gone, it's just you forget about the song. And so, there's like a new song that you hear every couple of weeks. They don't last like they used to. People have shorter attention spans nowadays (laughs) because they got the phone in front of them, you know, they got to be on the phone. And even the the modern... No, I wasn't calling you. (laughs) That was brutal. I just want to make clear what happened just now. He's making fun of people with their phones in front of them and Brett can't pay attention long enough to even record this podcast without checking the sports scores. (laughs) It was not sports scores. That was not Golden State did not win. I'm just kidding. They might have. I didn't check the disposable A disposable economy. That's the problem. (laughs) Hey, I, I did want to ask you, have you guys heard of a band called Calexico? I've heard the heard name. Of. Check yeah. them out. Since you're into the whole desert idea, desert themes and desert and the surf sound, these guys are from Arizona, and they have this mariachi band that sometimes tours with them, and it's like surfer mariachi. they got a vibraphone player, and it's Sounds cool. they're yeah. amazing. Calexico. If you can YouTube them, look yeah. them up when we're done here, and check them out. They are awesome. Definitely cool. It definitely rings a bell. Mm-hmm. I've seen them live. They're amazing. Anyway, it just your sound kind of sort of reminded me of them a little bit. Um, they've I'll got horns up. and stuff. But yeah, we've got some horns on this horns. record. We brought a. Uh, I think they they knew a, brought in a trumpet player and an organ player um, uh, on on this new record. So there there are a few horns uh, there, on this stuff. Yeah, there's some influence of mariachi in one of the songs. Oh, nice. Or two of the songs, I think. Which is strange because I typically don't like mariachi. I just thought it would fit. Yeah, I always remember um, one time I was in Mexico visiting my aunt, and it was her birthday, and my uncle hired a mariachi band to play at midnight, and I was just like, shut up, I'm trying to sleep. Why are you doing this to me? I mean, I feel like that's the only time they ever play, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, so. we got one track with uh, a really wild trumpet solo, Yeah. and that is where you'll find Tarantino, definitely. Yeah, it's the that's, that one screams. C minor is the track. C minor is that the name of the song? Uh, okay, yeah. which is also no, it's uh, just the key. We're leaving it out for you oh. to find it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's, it's a reference to a me without you song. Yeah, okay. they have a song called C minor. Ah, right on. All right, well, Taylor, do you want to lead us into Badlands, the next song? Yeah, this is a uh, Badlands in session at Jack Rabbit Sound Shack.
Welcome back, guys. We're here in session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck with Desert Culture. Uh, we really enjoyed hearing you guys play. Um, we've talked a little bit about your who you are, your influences, um, your sound. And I, I know you guys all kind of have day jobs. You're you know a little bit different from some of the bands we have in here because all the bands that we have in here are like, we're going to make it. We're going to go on tour, man, and we're going to do this thing. Those we're poor gonna get souls. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm not being, I'm not making fun of it because I've been, I was that guy. I mean, I still would love to. That's good aspirations. That. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, not, I think it's, very you guys seem more relaxed. I, about I think that's doing. definitely possible. And the only way that's possible is if you do have the attitude. Mm -hmm. So if a band does have the attitude and like, go for it. But yeah, you guys, but. you guys are doing this because you enjoy doing it. It's fun for you. You all have day jobs teacher you work for a major company that we won't say who it is and do we get around to your day jobs you guys' day no, jobs yeah, we we're do. unemployed actually. <laughs> <laughs> so right. maybe you do want to start taking this yeah. really seriously yeah. no, we're <laughs> the ones trying to tour. you're trying to push this do we get paid before this or after was it when we leave we're gonna pay for this yeah. uh i work for a newspaper in san marcus i write and edit and take photos do you live down there? I do. So you drove all the way up here for this? I did. Well, thank you. And it was totally worth it. Well, you're well, thank you thank twice. You. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I work at an ad agency downtown here. Okay. What do you do for them? I design digital advertising campaigns for large clients. Gotcha. What was it like getting into that? I uh, do design work myself, so I was, I'm kind of That's a goal for me for the year, trying to great. get into a design job. It was um, a huge transition. I think touching on your last point about you know some people being super driven and touring and, and putting everything they have into it. I think at one point all of us were there doing that. I know that I've been on the road mm. before and I think these other guys have too. And we, you know, I, there was a time when that was all I did. And, and then you have to pay bills. Yeah. And then you have to pay yeah. bills. And, you know, I wanted to make sure not to give up too much of uh, what I love and creativity and, and whatnot. So I just gravitated so did, towards that. Did you go to school for design or did not? So how did you, how did what was the process getting into that? So I don't, I don't actually do any design. Okay. I, I do uh, strategy. I design okay. campaigns in the sense of like how we're going to hit people who we hit and whatnot. I went to school for political science, which has a large data component. And so right. I'm really more of a data scientist than an okay. advertiser. Gotcha. So. All right. Well, maybe I should hire you for my job since we're doing very poorly. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah. So how often do you, do you guys gig a lot since this is kind of more of a kind of just for fun, even though you are putting out records, which is even more than some bands do. Um, how often do y'all gig, play, practice? We try to gig, um, once a month or once every six weeks or so. Just try to, especially when we're putting out the record, we want to be able to play and, you know, that's sort of the, I think for most of us, it's the creativity part is, is where we get the most enjoyment. Uh -huh. um, but if you don't really play the live and you don't try to get yourself out there, then it makes it much harder. You, you at least want to try to m make some money back or to get some response, and that kind of helps push you on. So to where, for me, playing live isn't the, a driving factor. I still seem like a necessary evil, or you, it's yeah. kind of part of the deal. Is it mostly just in town, or since you're in San Marcos, uh, do you go down there and play? Or? We've played one show in San Marcos. We've played one. Um, working on maybe getting some others. How many yeah. venues did you have? Because I used to live down there, but that was probably close to a decade ago. The best venue was Triple Crown. If you okay. right. yeah. I've heard a lot about that place. It, did you say was? It closed like two years ago, and there's uh, like a seven-story um, apartment complex uh, going up in its place. Uh, it's too bad. Remember Lucy's? 
Lucy's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it turned into a bottle service kind of bar, and now it's a uh, gay bar. Uh, okay, yeah, I was so. going to say San Marcos has a gay bar now. Uh-huh. They weren't even open until two whenever I was living there, yeah. like the, the bars. So. Yeah. Uh, I think there's two good, well, there's two venues that I think a band like us could play at. Yeah, which well. ones are those? Kiva mm-hmm. and Tantra. Are those both around the square? where mm-hmm. they? Can, yeah? Yeah. yeah, okay. Gotcha. We played at Kiva, and I think they seem like a pretty good spot. Cause I think every college town needs to have a, a venue for small bands to just kind of get their feet wet and start off yeah. there. Yeah. Where do you play in town here? Uh, we our last show is at uh, Hotel Vegas. Um, we we play at Chip Charlie's. We kind of like those like intermediate stages. Uh, we played at Mohawk before, and I, I like Mohawk a lot, but I don't like big stages. Um, have you been to Tellers? No. They got a small stage. I got to check it out. Tellers. Where's that? And the guy runs the sound off his iPhone. The door guy runs oh, the wow. sound off of his iPhone. I was impressed with that. <laughs> Did um, it sound okay? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Where, where is Tellers? Uh, I'm not good with geography. Give me something else. <laughs> Both of us. It rings That's a bell. why we I run a it podcast. It's something else. Or it it's, used to be called something else. And now I it's think tellers. it's. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was down there, not far from Red River, but I could be off. I don't know. Um, but yeah, check that place out. They, yeah. they actually have an upstairs and a downstairs and they just open the new downstairs, uh, stage and it's small and it, the sounds good and it might be worth checking yeah. out. Be like, uh, smaller places, but you know, anywhere it's, it's fine. And be like Red River is always a, I've seen so many great shows in that area yeah. and so many venues there, even though they're constantly changing. Um, but you know, your staples are always good to go to and then always also fun to see new places. So like. Uh, new places on the east side opening up, and that's yeah, fun. that east side's blowing up pretty fast. Yeah, it is. There was a, I, I drove for Lyft and Uber for a little while while they were in town, and I drove by. It's called Fair Market. It's like an event yeah. space mm-hmm. over there, and I didn't even know it was going up until I dropped some lady off, and she's like, "Yeah, it's a new popular place. It's already booked out for a year." I'm like, I had no idea that this was Jeez. even built, and like mm-hmm. I drive for a living, so yeah. it's going up real quick. Fair Market, uh, Dozen Street, all those things out on the east side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sadly, at the expense of some awesome spots mm. on yeah. Branch yes. Inn. And yeah, um, Austin's changing so much to try to, I guess, focus on, I think we all probably focus on the good and yeah. not be too old man-ish. And so do you guys do the whole South by Southwest thing, or are you pretty much stay away from that? <clears throat> For now, I, I stay away from that. Um, I go out of town. We play some shows yeah. without him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I was about well. to say, you guys <laughs> hit it up. Yeah. So with your all songs, some of them are just instrumental only. Some of them actually have lyrics and vocals and things. How does that kind of come about? Like, how do you picture or figure out which songs are going to have lyrics, which ones aren't? I think the main songs that uh, all, all our instrumentals were intentional. Um, I, when I wanted a certain vibe for that song, I wanted something intentional. to... Like we just forgot to close. <laughs> of course. We've <laughs> got to have the mics on. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to be like... There have been other bands where we had instrumentals where I just couldn't figure out what words would go there. But okay. for most of these instrumentals, I knew... You wrote I, them as instrumentals. Yeah, I wanted them yeah. to have a certain vibe, and um, I don't like singing. <laughs> so is that, too. <laughs> okay. Um, so you said earlier, you just... Off air, I guess, you said you just sing out of necessity. What... Uh, why does... Why was that decision made? Like, why aren't you just an instrumental band? We love instrumental music, but um, I guess I've always written lyrics. So even okay. for other bands, when I was the drummer, I'd still write lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, have any of you guys? I mean, none of you sing or have tried to sing or 
I mean, have we? Did you guys audition each other out here and say, okay, we're gonna all like get together, have a a singing rehearsal, and see what happens? Like, yeah, it's a bad idea. Well, you, you did some backup vocals on the stuff. You've on got a good song. voice. Um, I, I I would not participate in the tryouts. Um, what about you, Taylor? I mean, I've done like backing vocals in the past on other projects, but never never for this. Um, you know, drumming is not what I'm always have done especially on like a live music environment so mm. it's maybe something best kept separate for now as far as concentration mm. but if he if he doesn't like it so much when I mean, you guys have your own dynamic no. but there are a lot of bands where someone will write the lyrics but somebody else will sing or you could trade but off he's the one who's willing to sing ah. so that's yeah um so there's that I, i've i've thought about getting a singer or like but it is I'm very. We're very lucky that this band we we all get along very well, and we have um, similar interests and similar goals. And mm-hmm. so it, it's already established. So if a, if a singer came around who like had the same idea and was, because I also know it'd be tough for someone to sing and me be like, oh, here's a lyric, sing my words. Yeah. Um, but if they were cool with that, then I'd be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would totally hug them. And so <laughs> bring him into the fold. You heard it here first in session, Jack Rabbit Sanchez. Holding audition. Any budding so- uh, singers out there? <laughs> yeah. You want to come audition? Just don't try to write the words. <laughs> no, just kidding. Okay, well, um, Grant, do you want to uh, lead us into Terlingua? Yes. <clears throat> Getting his radio voice ready. This is Terlingua. In session at Jack Rabbit Sound Shack.
All right, that was Terlingua here on In Session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck. We are back for our last segment. This is typically where we kind of talk to you guys about uh, where people can find you, where are you going to be playing next, how are you guys on social media, so on and so forth. So do the fans have a way to reach you guys online, social media, website, anything like that? We have a, a Facebook, um, Desert Culture. We have an Instagram Desert culture, not dessert culture. Nice. Desert culture. Right. Contrary Important. to what the show posters might tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got the Instagram, desert underscore culture. There's a band camp. The band camp, yeah, desertculture.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can hear the new single, Elva, uh, which you guys heard earlier in the show. Uh, it is up there and out uh, ahead of the record. It's on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. I don't know awesome. Is, but yeah, it's on it. I, I subscribe to Google Play, so I, it works out really well for me because I can just stream any record ever. Um, but uh, so your Bandcamp, does it have your first record and then the new single currently? It has our first record, the new single, and actually has a song even before that that kind of was a brainchild between Brett and me that slowly turned into this. So I guess the first song that Brett and I kind of wrote in this style is probably from like five, six years ago. Yeah. Okay. And, then and is this a digital thing too. only, or is that you have a hard copy CD? We have a record, seven inches of um, a single from the first record, but this next record we're only releasing digitally. Okay. But the last one, you can pick it up at Waterloo. No. You can ask no. me for it. Okay. Yeah. You, <laughs> guys, up. you guys have them at shows, though? People can yeah, yeah, we'll have them at shows. Um, uh, you can contact us through the, the, the uh, band camp or the... Uh, Instagram, Facebook page, whatever. Yeah. We've got plenty but of those. But you, you only put out records. Yeah, we put out a record for the last one, just because we like records. We wanted to have something a That's little, cool. a little different. But I just got an idea for a record ever. title: Seven Inches of Love. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's mine. Don't take it. <laughs> yeah, our, our next show is going to be in April, early April. I want to say it's April fifth at Hard Luck Lounge. I could be totally wrong, but it is there. And where's Hard Luck Lounge? East six. It's far east seven. East, east seven. seven. Far east seven. Far east yeah. Seven. Okay. The far east. Gotcha. The far east. The Orient. Middle east. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, Vance, do you have anything else you'd like to talk to these guys about? I don't think so. Um, appreciate you guys coming in, taking the time. We enjoyed it, <laughs> and hopefully that it was worth your time, especially Definitely. for you. You know, anybody that came far. <laughs> um, we probably have about an equidistant drive, right? It's like know, 25, 30 minutes. Yeah. Where are you coming from? Uh, just still barely within the Austin city limits on the north side. Nor uh, Way north, uh, yeah. Gotcha. All right, well, is there anything that you guys would like to say as we're kind of closing things up and going toward the last song? Uh, thank you guys for having us. It was a great time. Um, it was. We had fun. Awesome. Uh, the record's coming out. You can listen to it on Spotify. End of April? End of April. End of April. Not sure on a date just yet, but keep a, uh, an ear out for this. End of April. And what's the name of the record? Uh, they're happen? Not Gone. They're Not Gone. They are not gone, like <clears throat> apostrophe R-E. They are there, not gone. They're, they're, not, they're gone. not gone. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening in. Thank you guys again for coming into the studio and uh, playing for us and having a little sit-down chit-chat. It's been fun. Uh, we are going to go ahead and wrap things up with the last song from Desert Culture. Um, the next artist, we're not really sure who we're going to have in just yet. We're trying to get some folks in here. It may be a... By week, we'll kind of we'll, we'll figure that out. South by Southwest has got all of the uh, artists going kind of crazy on what they're going to do, where they're going to play, what time they're going to need to recover afterward. 
Um, and so there may be a bit of a pause there, but uh, we will be up and running with you guys as soon as we can if that doesn't work out. Uh, I'd like to say thanks for listening in. Vance, you have anything to say? Yeah, please uh, check out the last ep- episode that we did. Ep- that's episode seven. Right? Episode seven. This is episode uh, eight. It's starting to run together. But uh, <laughs> with Metal Band Lug, um, very good mix by David Biggs. Oh, thank you. And so sweet. Uh, <laughs> I just caught a couple of songs. I'm not even a metal guy, but it's pretty cool. Um, check it out. Listen to all of our episodes. Spread the word. Tell your friends. If somebody's out there that's interested in being on the show, you know, you can email us, www.nsessionjrss.com. Find us, like us on Facebook. You can shoot us a message on Facebook, too. We'll respond. We'll see it. Um, subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on our Podbean account if you uh, listen to us through that. Um, yeah, I mean, we're on Instagram, Twitter, in session, underscore JRSS for Twitter. Uh, like, yeah, I think that's good. That's all I got. Cool. We're going to go ahead and wrap the show up with the last song by Desert Culture called Buffalo here on In Session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next time.
Sure. Um, this is Badlands uh, in session at Jackrabbit Sound Shack. Hey, do you yeah, want to try that again? <laughs> hey, don't don't put a question mark on the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Third yeah. question on the end. That was right though. I mean, yeah, in sorry. session at Jackrabbit Sound Shack. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>